What is up, y'all? Tyler O coming at you with my week five running back ranks. Mine and the rest of JWB's ranks can be found in the description below. Starting things off with transparency, as I always do. My week four ranks last week finished 49th overall. My week four RB ranks finished 53rd overall. Not necessarily what I was looking for, but still top 25%. Can't really turn my nose up at that. However, I'm currently sitting as the number six overall ranker through four weeks. And through four weeks, my running back ranks are number 15 overall hot start things are going good hope you're tuning in um, i'm recording this on a friday so things are subject to change a bit um you know we're going to get some news we're going to get some updates rankings will always be updated at least an hour before game time so make sure you check back before you set those lineups i want to start off by stating that jonathan taylor and saquon barkley uh, were purposely left out of my top 24 ranks for week five as their status is kind of up in the air. Um, need some concrete updates here. There's been talks of Saquon being questionable, but there's reports that he's more likely he's doubtful. They're not really committing. They're non-committal to Jonathan Taylor playing. Um, I could see a world where they both play. I could see a world where they both don't. But until then, they're both outside of my top 24. Obviously, if they're active, they'll find their way in there. But for now, I left them out. Wanted to address that. Enough with the fluff. Uh, let's jump in here. My top 24 running backs for week five. Welcome. You're listening to JWB Fantasy Football. Thanks for listening. Number 24 is Khalil Herbert, who um, already played. Obviously, this is Friday, played on the Thursday night game. Frankly, this 24 rank was looking probably a little bit too low, but he did, in fact, get injured. Didn't expect the Bears to perform, so he's locked in at 24. Probably is going to work out, but that's only because of injury. He did look fairly good. Number 23 is going to be Jameer Gibbs. This is simply because this is David Montgomery's backfield right now. Um, Gibbs is getting like that 35, 40% of the snap share. Just not enough volume to make a real difference on your fantasy teams. And frankly, Montgomery's getting all the goal line work. So there just really isn't enough there to get excited about Jameer Gibbs. A little bit of a disappointment, obviously. I was pretty excited about Gibbs going into the season, but we got to at least face the facts that this is Montgomery's backfield. You know, there's some optimism, I guess, um, for Gibbs this week. Unfortunately, it's because Amon Ross St. Brown, I believe, has an abdominal injury. Looks like he's uh, doubtful and not going to play. Could open up a little bit of volume for Jameer Gibbs here. Um, a little more targets could easily come his way. It'd be, it'd be lovely to see Gibbs play in the slot, but, you know, the Lions have not necessarily done exactly what we want them to do, nor should they, because they're winning football games. Um, so at the end of the day, there's some hope here that he could uh, be well above 23. I think when Amon Ra is essentially ruled out, he might jump up a couple spots. You know, the breakaway speed for Gibbs is always there, so that's nice. Um, number 22 is Miles Sanders. Um, if Amon Ra is out, Gibbs moves up, and JT and Saquon are, you know, active and they're going to play, Sanders is going to drop out of my top 24. The Lions' run defense has been elite, pretty much shutting down all the running backs that they have come up against this year. However, Sanders still averages six targets per game, and Face it, the Panthers are 10-point dogs. They're going to have to pass the ball a lot to stay in this game. There is a world where Miles Sanders does catch four or five, maybe even six balls in this game, giving him a pretty solid floor. Sanders is uh, you know, he's a fringe RB2 option in, in most PPR leagues. RB21 is Ramondre Stevenson. Pat's offense is just bad. Um, and unfortunately, um, they run into a very good defense in the Saints this week. This game, Saints-Pats has a 39-point implied total. Not exactly fruitful grounds for fantasy points. However, Ramondre continues to operate as a borderline bell cow um, in this offense. He's seen a healthy portion of the carries. He's still getting some targets. The floor is fine here with Ramondre. The ceiling is basically like you hope he gets a TD, and he's a high-end RB2, maybe a low-end RB1. But 
Ramondre is just an unexciting play, but you feel fine about it. Number 20 is going to be Brees Hall. Um, I'm probably a little conservative here, considering how much I hyped up Brees Hall in the offseason. Um, but it's just been tough sledding for the Jets offense, you know, with, with Zach Wilson at the helm here. Um, and it's been a bit of a split. However, Brees has two things working for him this week. Um, there's some coach speak, you know, take with a grain of salt, saying that uh, Brees is no longer on a pitch count. Um, and more importantly, it's a kick matchup against the Broncos. And the Broncos, I think at this point in time, pretty safe to say, have the absolute worst defense in the NFL. If you're an offense, you need to get right game. You play against the Broncos, and it happens. We know Brees has the juice. We saw it in week one. He's got the breakaway speed. I feel pretty confident about starting Brees this week. He probably is one of those guys that could rise a couple spots as we get to Sunday. There's cautious optimism on my part with Brees Hall. Um, I want him in my lineup this week. So, I mean, if you got him, you probably should start him anyway, but I feel better about having Brees Hall in my um, starting spot this week. Number 19 is uh, Raheem Mostert. Took an L last week, ranking Mostert ahead of uh, Chan. Um, You know, the two fumbles. For Mostert certainly didn't help his case. However, the workload between the Chan and Mostert is a pretty even split. Um, I can I would bet that it continues to be a little bit more of an even split. A Chan is clearly the better back, but Mostert, you know, has been playing well outside of those two fumbles last week. Um, last week's touches went eight carries to a Chan, seven to Mostert. Both the Chan and Mostert both saw five targets each. It's clear Mostert is still part of the game plan, and this is an electric offense. Got to see how this one plays out, but RB19 feels about right. You're still starting Mostert as he's going to get some touches, and this offense just rolls. RB18, Alexander Madison. You know, this seems to be his range at this point in time, um, as he might not be good, but the volume is. It's pretty simple here. I think he continues to, you know, get the lead role over Akers. Um, as he did last week. And the Vikings-Chiefs game is slated to be a shootout with a 52-and-a-half-point implied total. Chiefs' run defense is bottom third through four weeks, and projecting Madison for 18 touches is pretty easy. Um, it's a volume play. He likely won't win you your week, but I really don't think Madison will lose it either. Um, RB17 is James Cook. Cook is an interesting one for me because I'm really just trying to sort out what his role is on this offense, right? For a bit there, he seemed to be the preferred running back in terms of carries and targets, which we love to see. But he was simply not the guy in the you know near the end zone on the goal line. Um, not a death sentence, but also not a true fantasy bell cow, not an RB1. Um, then last week he 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 gets a look on the one yard line, converts and gets a touchdown, but you know, <laughs> the routes run fall at Latavius Murray um, in favor of Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray had more routes run than, or is is I should say Latavius Murray's routes run percentage was higher than James Cook. Do I think this sticks? I'm not necessarily sure, but I'm also not sure that this goal line look or this goal line role that was hinted at sticks for James Cook either. You know, overall, he's a good play. Um, we just got to kind of temper expectations with James Cook before we anoint him in RB1 this season. RB16's Aaron Jones. Jones was eased in last week off a hammy injury. He had a meager 34% snap share, but A.J. Dillon is simply not it. He's not the guy. They gave A.J. Dillon a chance, and it simply did not work out. Um, we know Aaron Jones is possibly the Packers' best playmaker. In fact, I think he is the Packers' best playmaker. All the respect to Christian Watson out there. If this Packers offense gets going, it's likely on the back of Aaron Jones. Um, the matchup is nice here versus the Raiders, and this rank could prove to be a little bit too low. But he sits at 16 for now, but the ceiling is obviously there, as we've seen it time and time again. RB15 is James Conner. Conner's a bell cow on a bad team, but the volume is good to keep him fantasy relevant. Um, did not love seeing the backup here. Um, Amari DiMarocco. Di um, apologies if I got the name wrong. It's not a name I've been saying a lot, but uh, Amari, let's say, um, you know, 
this this back of Amari had a higher route run percentage than Connor last week, but Connor continues to be the guy. And the car and I'm gonna start Connor until the Cardinals give me a reason not to. He's a rock solid RB2, probably will be for the rest of the season. Also, the Bengals defense has been Swiss cheese coming in at 30th DVOA and 30th in yards allowed. That's bottom three in both those categories, folks. Um, matchup and volume are, are very good, hence the RB15 rank for James Conner. RB14 is going to be Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, Pacheco has taken hold of this backfield. Um, the Chiefs opened the season up with a frustrating three-way committee, but Pacheco is dis- distancing himself as the guy um, really kind of creating room away from CEH and McKinnon, which frankly isn't too much of a surprise. Um, he had a 62% snap share, um, and we really love to see that, and we hope it continues for Pacheco. He clearly has the juice. He can bust a long touchdown. Um, he runs angry. He's got a role in the pass game. Pacheco seems like a high-end RB2 for the rest of the season if this workload holds up. Chiefs got the Vikings this week. Vikings defense really hasn't shown up at all this year. I doubt they show up against Mahomes and the Chiefs. There's some room for Pacheco to do pretty well this week, hence the RB14 rank. RB13 is Alvin Kamara. Kamara came off suspension and picked up right where he left off. Kamara looks to have um, been a value in all formats this offseason. Dynasty, best ball, redraft, what have you. Uh, he, he had 14 targets for 13 uh, catches. Um, not, I don't think that's going to happen again. I think that was pretty wild. Um, quite an outlier in terms of pass volume for Kamara. But what that does tell me is Kamara is a focal point of this offense. And he, more importantly, he's a focal point of this pass game. He's clearly back to Tony Jones. Kendry Miller look to be absolute non-factors. This is Kamara's backfield. The matchup here isn't great as the Pats defense is good. And as stated earlier, this game carries a 39-point implied total. Not a lot of meat on the bone for a lot of fantasy guys to eat in this one. Kamara, but, but Kamara will likely find himself in the top 12 more times than not if this workload holds. Into the top 12. Kyron Williams kicks us off at 12. Uh, we saw Ronnie Rivers get some run, but backing up Kyron Williams last week, but that's all Ronnie Rivers did was back up Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams continues to be a bell cow and is dominating all aspects of this running back room. Like I said, Kyron is just a bell cow, and we love to see it. I think I have to say it multiple times because every time I say it out loud, it doesn't necessarily land, but it's true. It's simply true. Um, this matchup um, is rough, though. Against the Eagles, the Eagles run defense is first DVOA, that's the best, and fifth in yards allowed per carry. The volume will probably get Kyron into the top 15, top 12, but this nightmarish matchup hinders the the upside here for Kyron to being like a top 10 play. RB11 is going to be Travis Etienne. Make no mistake, Travis Etienne is a bell cow on this offense. If you see Hasty or Tank Bigsby in the field, it's simply to give Etienne a breather. Um, he's a lock for probably 18 to 20 touches a week when things go well, and he's a good running back. Obviously, got some concern for his carries this week as the Bills are the clear favorites in this one, and the Jags are likely going to need to pass to keep up in this one, but Etienne is still a good play. You feel good about it. RB10 is DeAndre Swift. Um, last week, Swift further distanced himself from Gainwell um, with a very sexy 64% snap share increasing from the following week. It is clear the Eagles trust Swift, and he runs behind one of the best O-lines in the NFL. Hertz can always take his TDs near the goal line, but Swift is a good running back in a great situation, getting great volume. He's easily an RB1 going forward. RB9 is going to be Brian Robinson. Uh, B-Rob was my RB9 on the week. Um, that's an L. But the consolation here was this was three spots below ECR. The consensus rankers had B-Rob at RB6 this week. Um, so I'll take the L um, as I thought the commanders uh, would be a bit better and more so the Bears would be a bit worse. 
but everyone was starting to be robbed. We adjust and we move on. RB8 is Devon Achan. Um, clearly the most talented back uh, on this electric offense. The volume is a concern here, but considering his skill set and how beautifully it pairs with the Dolphins' offense philosophy, this is a rare case where volume isn't as big of a deal as it usually is. He's a threat to break one every time he touches the ball. And opposing defenses have to respect Tyreek uh, and the rest of the crew in the passing game. Achan is an RB1, and it doesn't seem like that is going to change. RB7 is Joe Mixon. I continue to overrank Joe Mixon. I just can't help but believe in the guy. He honestly looked pretty damn good as of recent. The Bengals' pass offense is not cooking, and they got to lean on Mixon to eventually get things going, right? That's kind of what my bet is this week. Um, Cardinals' run defense is also 27th DVOA, 23rd in yards allowed per carry. Not good. I just think the Bengals, uh, you know, they write the ship this week, and it is on the back of Mixon. RB6 is David Montgomery. I mean, the dude is going to see another 30 carries and all the goal line touches in a game where the Lions are favored by 10 points. It's pretty straightforward here. Am I projecting him for 30 carries? No. But the dude is going to see the lion share, no pun intended. Um, insane volume, all the goal line work in a game where the Lions are heavily favored. Sign me up for David Montgomery. RB5 is Tony Pollard. I know Pollard hasn't been lighting the world on fire the last few weeks, but he continues to be the dude and seeing all the work that you'd like him to see. Um, matchup is tough here versus the 49ers, but I believe in the guy. RB4 is going to be Derrick Henry. He reminded everyone last week that he is indeed not washed. Yes, the floor is low, but it kind of always has been. But the ceiling is sky high. He looks good. Even with his age, he looks good. Um, he's seen enough work, and I'll say it again, said it multiple times. I do think it's a good thing that Tajay Spears is spelling him a bit at his age. Um, Colts have sported a pretty middling defense thus far, but King Henry is King Henry, so we ride. RB3, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is that dude and leads the NFL in RB targets per game. Soft matchup against Green Bay. He's locked and loaded. Easy start. RB2 is Bijan Robinson. Bijan continues to look like one of the best running backs in the NFL as a rookie. Um, he's slowly been taking over work and snaps from Tyler Algier. We've seen an 81% snap share and a 77% snap share, snap share over the last two weeks. This is bell cow type of stuff. Um, he's got elite usage, elite snaps, and he is a focal point in this pass game quote-unquote pass game is it's not much of a pass game, but still he's getting a lot of work. We're seeing four or five targets, which for a running back, that's absolutely wonderful. Um, Bijan might not be the RB1 overall because CMC exists, but he is right up there. And then you guessed it, RB1 overall is CMC. This is CMC spot. I don't really think I need to elaborate much here. CMC remains RB1 until further notice. Um, that does it for my week five top 24 running backs. Please be sure to check out the description for all our other ranks, Discord, all the other fun stuff. If you're listening to this on YouTube, if you're not, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to the JWB Fantasy Football channel. It'll do us. Uh, we love it. We'd appreciate it. Um, you know, again, these ranks will undoubtedly be updated. I think, you know, Jonathan Taylor didn't get to him. Saquon Barkley didn't get to him. Got to see, you know, what happens if they're going to be active. If they are, they'll be in the top 24, but I'm keeping them out for now. Um I'll be working tirelessly to update my projections and ranks two hours before game time on Sunday. Um, feel free to follow me on Twitter at FFTylerO. I'll try to get you as much help as possible to win your weeks, to win your league. Run pure, my friends.